podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 139, recorded Sunday 26th of August. I'm your host David Holloway and joining me as always is a man who I think of as a hole in the air of life. How are you Simon? Well, uh, doing my job and sucking. <laughs> How are you David? Oh look, it's always nice to hear your voice. Oh, <laughs> you're the only one that ever says that. Oh really? You've got one of the best voices for radio, definitely not the face though. And we also have a man who can compress the most words into the smallest idea. How are you, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, it says how in your run sheet. You, you got that wrong. Yes. <laughs> At least I, I corrected it on the fly, so that was good. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Happy to be here. Happy to talk games. And I'll, I'll be I'll be very honest. I'm starting to run out every every episode. I Google best put downs and the list. I found a good website that has those two in it, but they get, I'm getting towards the bottom of the list. So I might actually have to start being nice or just hello Ben. How are you? Hello Simon. Well, being creative. No, I can't, I can't be oh. funny. Come on, I've got to be prompted. Um, all right. Fair enough. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, Simon, let's start with you. What have you been into if you've had time? Oh, David, what haven't I been playing? Oh, my <laughs> stars. The things I've played. If anyone gets that reference, uh, gold star. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't really had much opportunity to play anything at all, quite honestly. I did dip into um, For Honor because that's become one of the games for gold or games mm. with gold. I can never remember what it is. Um, I have to admit, I've kind of been ignoring... Uh, the free games on PlayStation of late because uh, since I am in the process of uh, going to the UK at some point later this year, uh, I've realised that unlike Xbox, I can't take my uh, transfer my account or have used my account overseas with the overseas I, store. I think PlayStation, you might be okay because... Technically, Australian PlayStation is under PlayStation Europe. Yes, but it's the it's still an Australian store as opposed to a UK store. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah. I'll actually have to log into. I, I can't access that with you know change my details to to be for my account to be in the UK. Um, it's it's Australian Australian. It will stay. So the only way I could keep topping up the. Uh, PS Plus would be to use a uh, is to top up the Australian account, mm. which is getting Australian currency and all that. Whereas uh, it's a lot more straightforward with, with Xbox. So I suppose that's why I've been paying more attention to that of late. A um, bit of Minecraft and a little bit of Breath of the Wild again, just because I can. And um, oddly enough, on the 3DS. Oh, damn, I've forgotten the name of it. Mario 3D Land, I think it's called. Or something very similar to that. Damn fun game. Cool. And young Ben? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, just making my way a little bit further through Octopath Traveler. And I've also been playing for I've been playing a lot of For Honor. Um, it's not only free on games with gold on Xbox at the moment, it's also free on Steam. So if you've got it on got a pc there handy to play it on uh yeah go pick it up while it's free um i've been playing a lot and 
getting really into it, and I'd, I'd actually wanted to play a bit this afternoon, but I went out drinking last night, so I needed to take a nap instead. But um, I definitely recommend it if you want to, uh, you know, get into some like medieval combat stuff. I've had a really great time with it, um, especially now I've delved right into the thick of it. Uh, also played a little bit of Heroes of the Storm and some Overwatch, and I played Overwatch for the first time in probably six, seven months the other the other night, and I was like, wow, this game, they've improved a lot, but it's still very much the same game, if that makes sense. Um, and just the feel when I'm playing, it, it, it harkens back a lot to when it initially came out again now. Um, I think it lost a lot of that that shine somewhere in the piece uh, for me because the matchmaking and there was a bit of toxicity in the community. I'll put it that way, especially on PC where you've got the text chat. Um, Whereas now you go in, you join a game, uh, people then can provide a, like a, uh, like, like a five, like, like your five star Uber review type thing of people you play with. Uh, where you can you, know, you can reward someone with good sportsmanship for being a shot caller or good teammate that sort of thing, um, you know. So there's less reasons to be toxic now because everyone wants to you know get those nice little rewards coming back for saying, "Hey, I'm a good teammate." Plus, you got uh, matchmaking things and stuff in the game now. So if you haven't played it for a while, definitely recommend jumping back into it. Uh, they've made a lot of back-end improvements to the systems behind uh, matchmaking and everything like that. So, yeah, all that toxicity, like I said, you know, it, I didn't come across any of it when I was playing it. So, nice. yeah. Mm, cool. Simon, what would your rating be on something like that? I know mine would be probably somewhere between one and two stars out of five. Can't play, <laughs> too slow, gets one-shotted all the time. You mean what would I rate the game, or what would no, I? What, what rate you, your rating as a player by your fellow players? Um, I'd rate you back to the intro, whereas I'd be the uh, hole in the air of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not so much a rating on your skill as a player; it's more rating to say, are you a good teammate? Yeah, are gotcha. you good sportsmanship? So it's more a, a rating on your personality than you, your skill as a player. Obviously you're going to always come across people that are either better or worse than yourself. Um, but, yeah, to say that, you know, at the end of a match, you can go, you know what, this guy, he did some good stuff. I'm going to reward him by saying he was a good teammate or he they've shown really good sportsmanship to the other team, things like that. Yeah, so my rating would drop even further than I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what sort of points I'd get for running around in tight circles, shrieking like a little girl. But if that's if that's a positive, I'm I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and um, I've been playing a bit of WoW, which I'll talk about in a sec. A bit StarCraft Two as usual. Good old Coin Master, just to keep my kids amused. I did play in only for about ten minutes straight after I got off last podcast. After Simon, you're talking about the changes in No Man's Sky. I thought, I've got to go in and check it out. And my God, yeah, you're not wrong about how it looks very different. Um, mm. And I just haven't had any time to actually delve back into it, but did do about 10 minutes on it. And I did have listed there that I'd played We Happy Few, but that's actually a lie. I just watched the trailer again yesterday and I just couldn't bring myself to spend the $99 given I'm not even getting a chance to play much else at the moment as much as it does seem good. 
no wait wait for us wait for a sale also you should probably watch some let's plays and just make sure it's the kind of game for yeah. you because like no man's mm. sky some other games uh it's the sort of is polarizing some people really like it and some people not so much yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It hasn't been getting some of the best reviews, and I, I think the game looks fantastic, but from what I've seen from a gameplay angle, it's like, ooh, no, maybe not for me. Yeah. No, I, th- I agree. I shall wait. And I, I did see Destiny Forsaken pop up as one of the options in the PS Store, and I just laughed. And I, I understand <laughs> it's not out till I think it's another week. That's nearly two weeks. Well, actually, on that topic of Destiny Forsaken, uh, did either of you see the Cade's Last Stand trailer from Gamescom? No. Uh, mm. Well, first first things first, uh, Nathan Fillion voicing Cade, is, isn't voicing Cade in the trailer. It's actually, um, who did, who's the guy, uh, sorry, I've already forgotten, Nathan Drake guy, uh, does the voice of Ghost Nolan in Destiny. North. Nolan North, thank you. On your side of the uh, he's actually doing his version of Nathan Fillion uh, for K- the voice of Caden Forsaken. Oh, um, it actually no, it's you don't you can't really tell the difference. It's basically he just does Nathan Drake is what he does. Um, yeah, which is Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I, I love Nolan North. Nolan North, I think is is great. I don't think I don't think I've ever encountered anything that he's done that hasn't been absolute top notch. It's mm-hmm. just, it speaks more to Bungie, the fact, oh, uh, we're, we're already paying this guy to do the ghost. Let's just pay him to do Cade as well. Yeah, I think there must have been something with paying Nathan Philly. Like, people are questioning, is that why you're que- uh, killing the character off? Because it's too expensive to pay Nathan Philly in now. Um, but in saying that, the, the trailer's actually a really cool trailer, and it's really awesome. So, I don't know. Go check that out. If you're maybe not hyped on Destiny... It might hype you on it. I don't know. I'm What's still I'm hype? still middle ground on it, but that trailer was a cool trailer. Okay. Yeah. Shall check it out. All right. Uh, so I thought I'd kick off this time with a very mini WoW Battle for Azeroth review because um, I think aside from you, Ben, both Son and I mentioned a bit of a lack of time. And funnily enough, I started preparing the running sheet on the website and um, – as far as the intro commentary that'll appear, I'd said that um, so many games are not enough time to play them, and it's turned out to be true. Um, so, Wow Battle for Azeroth, I've I've obviously I pre-ordered, um, got the box because I've got all the other boxes. So I, I actually went into EB Games and picked up my little box the day before. Had it, well, obviously just came home and entered the code, was ready to go. Um, on live time because they launched, did a worldwide simultaneous launch for the first time, I believe the first time. Uh, it was 8am on a work day, so I actually wasn't around for the launch. And from what I saw on Twitter, it was a typical launch and there was just chaos, massive queues, you know, server crashes, all that sort of stuff. Normal. Uh, yeah, normal sort of stuff. And um, so when I did play it, I think it was that evening, for the first time I've started and then I've played probably only four or five hours. But just to give you an idea of the size of this expansion, I'm four or five hours in. I would have argued in the last two expansions, four or five um, hours in, I would be a level if not close to two levels up. I haven't even broken level 111 yet. It's from 110. Um 
there's a mass, there's a massive amount of story. Lots. I mean, they've been very much moving towards more cutscenes and story-driven stuff. The last, I'd argue, more Lords of Draenor and um, Legion, um, but it's gone a, a peg up. Like to the extent, I'd argue, it was nearly like um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, as far as level of story. That might be a big call, but um, lots of story, brand new areas. Um, God, I'm so appalled I can't even think of the name of the place, but the new base that you, you run out of, uh, it's it's sort of on the coast. I cannot believe I've forgotten it. Cool Terrace? Uh, yeah, it's Cool Terrace, and I'm trying to think of the um, actual city. Anyway, it's easily as big, I, I think, as Stormwind and Ogrimmar. So they've put a lot of effort into that, and there's just so much to do. So I, I think I'm about 80% towards level 111, and I feel like I've been playing it for ages. So that said, I know some people hit level 120 in the first few days. So maybe it's just because I'm a bit of a purist and, you know, try and work through the quests methodically. And I don't tend to do dungeons until I've uh, hit 120. I just yeah. don't, don't see the point. Um, so from what I see, very story-driven, uh, very promising. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. This, um there's nothing that's pissing me off. There's a couple of new mechanics as far as different types of quests, but a lot of them still are, you know, go and kill 14 hedgehogs. But there, there's some newer stuff in there to keep it interesting as well. So pleasantly encouraged for such an old game. They're still trying hard, and it seems there's a lot in there. Mm. Well, that's, that is good news. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would, though, it's, it's the kind of game that I think transcends... Um, well, dating, I suppose it, it. I mean, it was it was dated years, yeah. what ten years probably. Yeah. Um, but mm. cartoony style helps it with that. But it just shows you as long as you keep things engaging, and you don't piss the fan base off, uh, you can keep going and going. And hello, Bungie, how are you today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well, it's actually kind of cool because I've been watching a little bit of the Battle of Azeroth stuff. The advertising for this expansion has been really, really good. Um, and I, I've, I've had a few friends jump back into it. And I've watched a few streams of people playing it and things like that. And I've seen quite a lot of people getting back into WoW. And it seems very much like this is the expansion to get people back. Like there's a lot of people that haven't played since a Cataclysm, myself include, mm. included in that list. Um and they're looking at coming back, and I, I'm, I'm very tempted to pick it up. I'm, I'm not going to because I, I really don't want to get back into yeah. WoW. I spent seven years in WoW playing, you know, from 2004 to tw- 2011. I played a lot of WoW, mm. um, so I don't really want to jump back into it. Uh, and it is, Jesus, it's a 14 year old game, yeah, and it's still kicking. I mean. Granted, it's it's earned its stripes. It, you know, it's obviously doing something right to keep going, and still the subscription model for it works and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so Blizzard's kudos to Blizzard. They keep just knocking it out of the park with everything they do. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks really cool. As someone that hasn't played WoW for a long time, uh, it's drawing me back in. I'm interested in it. Uh, the story stuff from what I've seen looks really really cool. The cinematic stuff from what I've seen, just watching people on Twitch and things like that, looks really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd say check it out if you if you're looking at getting back in. Like at least watch some streams or some YouTube videos as well. Yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impressive longevity. Um, yeah, 
And speaking of relative longevity, Red Dead Redemption. So there's been a game played. When did the original Red Dead Redemption, would that be, I'm going to guess here and say six years? Oh, no, no. no. Longer than that. Longer than that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2010, I think it came out. Oh, so eight years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah, Xbox 360. I'm, I'm trying. I was, I was playing it at my place when I was living in Brisbane, so it must have been around 2010. Okay, 2011. So the the sequels had a gameplay reveal. So what can you tell mm. us about that? Um. Well, basically, it looks Rockstar Games. Oh my god, this game looks gorgeous. Um, the amount of stuff that there'll be in the game to do looks amazing. Uh, everyone's going to and a lot of it rides on that similarities to GTA design uh, where everyone's going to come away from it with their own stories of what happens and things like that. It's going to have a lot of those water cooler moments where we go, Oh, I did this and this happened and this happened. Oh, I did this differently. And this happened. Like there's a lot of um, uh, consequences to your actions and things like that. Like there's a option where in the gameplay reveal, they kind of talk about it. It's like a woman where she's yelling, you kill my brother. I'm going to come get you and all sort of stuff. But like, you know, you could turn around to her and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, or, you know, try and talk her down, or you can go, bitch, I'll kill you too, and then shoot her or something like that. So, you know, you've got these options in that they all play out differently. There's a scene where there's a guy hanging off a cliff. You can, you know, either help him off the, you know, help him and pull him back up, or you can just stand there and watch him fall to his death. Um, all these little options for story moments and things like that. So I think it's worth... Uh, watching the gameplay reveal just to see all the stuff that's going on there. Um, and, and the game just it looks so pretty. Yeah, it does look pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, I, the original it, I can't wait. came out as well. Well, I can't say the original, the, the, the sequel to uh, the original Revolver. Um, sorry. I know <laughs> I'm just confused. The original Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Which was a sequel whatever um yeah i mean that that game just blew people's socks off when it first came out as well for the Mm. time it was probably if not the best game certainly one of the best looking games that came out oh yeah just uh riding around on your horse and looking at the the vistas and the mesas and stuff in the desert oh it's just i loved it it was fantastic and what's uh and having not watching it what's the the proposed release date, or have they not announced that yet? Oh, no, it's uh, releasing on the 28th of October. Oh, it's so close. Okay. Uh, PAX weekend, I know it's that. Uh, 26th of October, I think. It is Friday the 26th. There you go. Yeah, there's a whole lot of games got out of the, that particular release date. Mm, mm. Yeah, so uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Um I'm looking forward to it. And Gamescom, so not not exactly Australian packs, so a little bit bigger than that. Um, what were the key things that came out of Gamescom? I'll, if you'd like, I'll start with you, Simon. What stood out for you? Well, the the trouble is the the thing that stood out for me is the thing that I know absolutely nothing about because I I was. Uh, Jess Gordon from Windows Central saw the um, saw a lot more of Cyberpunk 2077. And oh yeah, doesn't that look good? He, he 
Well, that's the thing. He said that if you really want to be, if you if you trust CG, CD Projekt Red and uh, you want to go in and uh, just have your mind blown, turn off now. Mm. Don't don't let yourself don't don't watch anything don't listen to anything just just go in cold and i thought do i trust cd project red and the answer is yes i do trust cd project red and i think i'm going to do that so yeah that's the that's the thing that i was most most mesmerized by and it's the thing i know nothing about so, yeah, I, I'm was, kind of the same with it. Like, I I've seen screen grabs. I've heard like little bits and pieces of like stuff you can do, and like there's a hub city and stuff like that. But realistically, I haven't delved into a lot of the information just because I was like, this looks really good. I I just want to play it. And knowing what Witcher was before, it's like yeah, it's like you said. Do I trust CD Project Red? Yep, pretty much do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gorgeous. Oh yeah, looking forward to it very much. Yeah. Looking, not, I'm not looking forward to a lot. I have to admit, but that I, <laughs> I am looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyone wanting to send in, um, you know, booties or um, hot water bottles for Simon, please contact this site. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, just on the topic of things to look forward to and coming out of Gamescom. Well, actually, more on the things coming out of Gamescom. Uh, talked about Overwatch before. Uh, the the diva animated short uh, that they released for it as well. Blizzard cinematics team, bravo! I, uh, fuck, it sounds like I'm kissing Blizzard's ass this episode. I mean, oh, not just this get, episode. Yeah, most episodes, <laughs> but you know, Blizzard do a lot of stuff right. They don't, they there's do. not very often that they put a foot wrong. Um, you know, and the cinematics team. God, someone let them make an animated movie, an animated Overwatch Absolutely. movie, an animated Warcraft movie. So let the cinematics team go do stuff because uh, even the Battle for Azeroth cinematics that they released a lot, that yeah. one, that Surafang one they released a few weeks back, that was so good. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, let the Blizzard team do some cinematics. Make them, let them make an animated movie. That'd be fantastic. Uh, what else was there? There was... Um, they had an Xbox conference. I didn't really pay much attention to it because, from all accounts, uh, there wasn't much announced. No, but I don't think we really expected there to be much announced, did we? No, not really. Um, there was the NVIDIA RTX stuff that they talked about in the launch. Mm. Well, let's, um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So who wants to delve into hardware? I'm even shitter on hard, gaming hardware than I am on software. So who wants to jump on that one first? Well, there's I don't really know that there's a hell of a lot to say at this okay. point. Uh, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, whenever a new graphics card's released, pretty much the first and only question people ask, well, after how much, is how much faster is it than the last one? And that's actually kind of a tricky question to answer. So as best I can tell, NVIDIA didn't mm. even... Right, um, because this is using ray tracing as opposed to um, what what's I think it's scanline tracing. I think is what's basically yeah. I think it's scanline at the moment. Yeah, scanline rendering, and um, so it's it's kind of a it's a bit of a tired phrase, but a paradigm shift. It's it's mm -hmm. a completely different technology. It's the kind of technology that was reserved to. Uh, you know, high-end 
pro stuff. And I'm not talking about consumer, prosumer stuff. I'm talking about high end stuff, the kind of stuff that renders um, Pixar movies and and uh, CGI effects for the Avengers, that sort of stuff. I mean, top, mm. top tier stuff, uh, because the overhead is just so colossally high. Uh, and the fact that there's anything that's able to do that in something that a consumer, well, rich consumer could conceivably afford is actually pretty, pretty startling. But of mm. course, this, mm. this is a first iteration. And yeah. as they say, you'd never buy version 1.0. And this is very much going to be a case of 1.0. So I think there's actually going to be a bit of a performance hit in certain things for this. Plus, of course, mm. don't think any, there's no games that I'm aware of that are optimized for ray tracing anyway. So not at the moment, but the thing the is, mo- they no. have announced a list of games, and you'll have to forgive me, I'll have to Google it to find it out. Um, but the, um, I know Shadows of, the Tomb Raider was one of them, and I think Destiny Forsaken is another one because it's going to have HDR. That was the other big thing that, that NVIDIA started talking about with the RTX launch, and I don't think it's just exclusive to the RTX stuff. It might be seeing it on the GeForce line as well, so like your 1070s, 1080s, and all that sort of cards, uh, where they're talking about 4K HDR, 60 hertz type stuff. Mm. Um, and again, this is going to be something that only the top, here like rich people and mm. early adopter people are going to have access to uh to start with but in saying that there will always be someone out there to buy it so um yeah i mean playing a game with hdr on a tv versus hdr off it's already noticeable in your playstation and your xbox games now imagine that on a pc where the graphics can be scaled that much higher at higher refresh rates again and in higher resolutions, it's just going to be phenomenal. Um, and yeah, like I said, um, Shadows of the Tomb Raider and Destiny 2, two that come to mind. I think Call of Duty was another one. Um, I'd have to look up the, what I the think, actual um, list is. Coin Master, Candy Crush, there are a few of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a list of them thanks. here somewhere. Thanks, thanks David. That's all, all the breaking news comes from me. Uh, here we go. Here are all the games that will support RTX's technology. Um, Atomic Heat. Uh, sorry, bloody image is very small. PUBG's in there. Oh, look, a game you can actually find, a card that can actually run PUBG on minimum, minimum, uh, medium graphic settings. Um, Sick burn. Yeah. Uh, in Death. Now, we Happy Fuse listed here. Serious Sam 4. Metro Exodus. Uh, Metro Exodus. Yeah, so there's a few games there. Uh, Battlefield Five is in there. So all the usual ones you kind of expect that try and push the latest and greatest graphics, uh, plus a few other outliers. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be... Um, it, it, and I think it's like Simon said, you know, it's the first iteration of this type of hardware, so it's not going to be the greatest probably. Um we might be having to wait till next year to see the what, what they're calling this the twenty GeForce twenty series. Uh, so we're probably gonna have to wait until the twenty one series for the next iteration of this RTX type hardware, uh, just to see what it actually does and how it performs. But yeah, yeah, this, with the generational stuff, you can often find that you get a sort of a, a zero gain point, a, mm. a bit like when the first Pentiums uh, first came out a high-clocked 
486 could outperform them in a number of different mm-hmm. operations, even though the Pentium was technically faster. So, yeah, but that it's it's like anything. The hardware needs to be optimized and the software needs to be optimized. So uh, it's it's very interesting and it's very intriguing and watch this space. But I wouldn't be jumping onto that particular little red wagon too no. quickly. No, no. No, I agree. I wouldn't jump onto that bandwagon either. Definitely not. Wait, especially with the investment cost just to get into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, 4K HDR monitors, like fast refresh monitors, they're now becoming a thing as well. So they're coming out. But you're still looking at it. And if we talk Australian dollars, you're probably looking at about $1,500 for one of those. And then you're also looking at, you know, 1000 to $2,000 for your 2070 card as well. Uh, not 2070, the 2080, uh, whatever they're calling it. Uh, 2080 Ti is the top line. So that's a hefty investment just to get in on that, that ground level. I'm still paying off my rear projection TV. We're just going to let that one sit there? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yep. Oh, I'm, not very, I'm not very rich. I bought that in <laughs> 1998. It cost $12,000. All right. <laughs> God, I can't tell if you're being serious now. I know. I, I, yeah, I never understood reprojection TVs. I thought they looked like shit even back then, is my recollection. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, Rooster Teeth gimmick infringement. Does that actually relate to the RTX launch or of. of... No, that was a joke. Okay. Yeah, the, rooster, <laughs> rooster, the Rooster Teeth Expo has been known as RTX. So that's the first uh... thing I heard as well. So uh, yeah. I was like it. That's good. Yeah. Um, Destiny Forsaken, do we need to revisit that now, given that we've already slagged and talked about the Last Stand trailer? I don't think there's a lot to add. I just, it, sorry, I will add one thing, and that's I just can see nothing in that expansion that makes me remotely want to buy it. Nah, I'm, I'm not pre-ordering it or anything. I'm just going to sit back and wait for reviews on it. Uh, it comes out at the same time as Spider-Man does for PS4, so I'm going to get Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll be happy with that for a while until uh, I can see some reviews and say, hey, Destiny's back where it should be, and now's the time to jump back in. I'd love that. That I've got a feeling this is going to be their Taken King for Destiny 2, Uh, but I I was excited for Taken King, whereas this I'm not really that excited for. Storyline-wise with the Cade stuff and everything looks really cool, but, yeah. That's it. Fingers crossed. Got, and I have to admit, I'm about as excited for this as I am for Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> Actually, I might be slightly more excited for Forsaken. Okay, jeez. I, I just remember your comments previously on Episode Nine. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, and um, speaking, is, is Episode Episode Nine's out this Christmas, isn't it? Next, they only just started filming. Oh, yeah, so it's no, that's right. Yeah, it was episode eight. So it's what are we getting? We're not getting anything this Christmas. No, no, <laughs> no, we're not. No, well, we, we, might, we might get um Kathleen Kennedy's resignation letter, but that's probably <laughs> anything coming out of Lucasfilm. That's right. Well, um, I think that's where they stuffed up. Maybe they should have had a solo coming out at this Christmas yeah, or something like that, so and it might have actually made some money. That's instead right. of losing a whole heap of it, possibly. Mm. Uh, I have to admit, uh, resistance. Star Wars Resistance, the new TV show. Um, that's oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. not exactly look um, doing 
too great in the anticipation stakes either. That's no. pretty widely panned. I did watch the trailer and I thought, what? It doesn't look good, does it? It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. And then it, it looks like a kid show, which is fine. No problem That's there. Fine. I studied mean, Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, but yeah, this just but, doesn't hold a candle to them from what I can tell. And and Disney didn't decide to broadcast them at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night, Bloody which hell. is, as we know, prime time for, for the potential audience. Who the hell is it? Uh, yeah. Are they just burying it? Is that what they're doing? Mm. I don't well, know. actually, just well, going back to the Clone Wars stuff, uh, Comic-Con they re- announced that they're doing another season of Clone Wars. Yes. Which I am actually really excited about. I'd love to see in more Clone Wars. Yes, me uh, too. More yeah. than happy. That'd be great. So that's, that's that's the plus. Mm. Mm. And actually, I'm, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I'm... I'm not anticipating episode nine, but I am curious to see what kind of contortions the um, JJ has to do to get any kind of coherent plot out of the tattered remnants that Ryan Johnson left him to work with. Yeah, he's going to have to retcon some stuff, isn't he? It's, it's going to be some interesting stuff's going to have to be done for that to for, mm. for that to work because I don't imagine he's terribly happy with what he got left with. Yeah, I I look at I mean I enjoyed episode eight for what it was, but I I look at some of the story stuff and I'm just like, eh, this seems like a misdirection. It sh- it seems like it should be a misdirection anyway. Like that, and I'm referring mostly to the Ray's parentage sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think episode nine might start off with uh, Ray getting out of the shower. And um, suddenly stating to the audience, oh, it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had more money on um, Darth Vader, Ben Kenobi, um, Luke and Yoda all coming back from the dead saying that they discovered another force ability that allows them to move between the death and life dimensions. Yeah, there's going to be something. At this point? Yeah, that's who, what I mean. I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows what potential could possibly happen, but... <laughs> fuck Star Wars. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Star Wars. Yes. All right. And well, uh, at least you're not one of these bad people harassing Callie Marie Tran. So you know. I don't know anyone has actually harassed. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure people have. She. She got know. harassed a lot. Well, the funny thing is, she did a. I think it was a an interview with the or the uh, Hollywood Reporter. I think published something by her recently and. That she spent most of that saying how basically just society in general had beaten her down. Didn't really mention that. Oh harassment. no, the, yeah, the Star Wars that, fans were just horrendous during that. Part I, I heard of it as well. That, well, I heard that report, but I'm never. I've never seen anything verified that that's why she got off of social media. I mean, we can we can um, in is it infer? Yeah, infer that, but mm. there's there's nothing that's actually stated that that is the case. So I don't know. Uh, I, given the, the, some of the whingy man babies out there that carry on about Star Wars, uh, yeah, no, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd put money on it. Not, I've, a, bad, yeah, not a bad yeah. take, but... I would. <laughs> Summer, it's coming up. 
Although for some of mm. us, particularly in Queensland, you probably feel like you're already there. What are we looking forward to this summer? I mean, for me, it'll be probably just playing the games I already own and catching up on them. Yeah. But, uh, well, we, we kind of already talked about like Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. and Forsaken, and I briefly mentioned Spidey there as well. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm keen for Smash Brothers when it comes out and Anthem coming out next year. Um, well, I still want to see more of Anthem before I get my hopes up on it at all, but uh, I'm keen to see what's going to happen when it actually does release. I'm pretty sure Anthem will be a worldwide smash just because we're not doing the podcast on it. So I think it's going to be a world beater. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other games coming on February 22nd too. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I remember there's a whole bunch of games. I think Crackdown 3 is coming out February 22nd as well. Something was coming out in March. Division 2 is in March next year. Oh, God, yes, yeah, so that's one. I don't, I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm kind of looking forward to um, the new Halo game partly because of a tweet that came out recently with Marty O'Donnell um, and um, Joe Statham being in the same shot. Oh, really? Yeah, because, of course, he ended up going to Microsoft after, after well, after Bungie um, basically tried to cheat Marty O'Donnell out of, uh, out of money because um, he mm. was speaking up about the, the – cancerous changes going on in that studio and joe left because they completely screwed his story up which they are still doing with aplomb i must i must add although i'm curious to see if they at least get some level of um sanity back into their law Mm -hmm. or just continue to copy paste random bits of text here there and everywhere and and say hey here you go here's your story yeah yeah I don't know. I'll be keen to see more Halo, but I don't think we'll be seeing that this summer. Oh, no, no, we'll, no. Uh, earliest we'll probably see that is... Shit, I reckon we won't even see that to 2020, to be honest. Probably the next console launch. Yeah, mm. I don't think I don't think we're going to see it on the Xbox One. Oh, it might be a cross-platform one, but yeah. Yeah, um, and to Bungie's credit, they somehow managed to get Destiny running on a 360 and, uh, on, the P- and on the PS3. I, I did actually have a look at those and play those for a very brief period of time before my eyes started to bleed. But hell, <laughs> the fact that I could get them to run at all on those things yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's it. I and they for, and I think we talked about it previously on the podcast. I think it was around the time of it was the last expansion for Destiny One, and I you could see that dropping um, PS3 and PS. PS3, uh, sorry, PS3 and Xbox 360, dropping uh, them for the from the release, al- allowed them to actually push their tech forward and you know innovate, uh, and actually probably sped up their development process time as well. Um, yeah, but to, and have it to support it for as long as they did, and have it running as well as it did uh, right throughout Taken King as well. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I think the solution was sort of about VHS. <laughs> quality mm. but it's still pretty amazing that it, it ran at all yeah considering the it. complexity 
A bit of um, the old man get off my lawn stuff, just you mentioned VHS, Simon. I stumbled across today on an app store, the, the iOS app store, I think it was, for Instagram filters now that make your Instagram videos look like they recorded on VHS. How sad is that? Well, how sad's the fact that I bought a copy of um, Star Wars on VHS off eBay, the the original one. Jeez. So not the special edition, but before the the finger, the sticking the fingers in the things that don't belong there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, started to come out, and I watched that on my fifty five inch TV. And uh, I got to say, even though the the VHS player is only plugged into composite, oh yep. That's all it's got. Um, the upscaler on the on the TV did a pretty decent job of making it look okay. That's so cool. So when would that video have been released? So, like, what year Ooh. would that have been produced? I'm, I'm obviously not seventy seven, but I mean, I'm thinking what eighty. Hang, hang on. Let me have a quick look. In uh, talk between yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Betamax, which do you prefer, Ben? Betamax or VHS? I, I'm too young to remember the Betamax. Yeah, I, I never actually played a Betamax <laughs> video. I remember seeing them at the video store uh, and I thought they look too small. They're not substantial yeah, enough. In my very, very formative years, I my father was an owner of a hi-fi uh, stereo warehouse type place store oh, in yeah. Canberra. Um, so we had... We probably had a Betamax. I just don't remember because I was too young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like VCR and all that sort of stuff that we had and everything like that. So I feel like we probably had all of that tech, but we never, yeah, really used a lot of it because we just, that's just how things were back then in the 80s, I guess. That's right. Um, yeah. Like I know my mum, it was my mum or my dad, one of them was either A, Incredibly impressed or incredibly furious that I'd learnt how to program a VCR before <laughs> they did. <laughs> and I was like three years old because I wanted to record the Transformers cartoons yeah. every day. That was no <laughs> mean feat back then. They weren't easy yeah. to program. Yeah, uh, so I, I think they were, they, they were very jealous or something of it. I think that was normal. I think that's just one of mm. those... Um, one of those things that you do is uh, you go to your parents or you went to your parents' house and the clock was just flashing 12, 12, That's 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what year, uh, Simon? The last copyright on this tape is 1995. Oh, okay. So, uh, and it's got a little sticker on the front that says, Original Star Wars, last time available. And you know what? It was. Yeah, so just before they did the special edition. Okay. Um, it's never been... That version's never been re-released. So, any listeners mm. out there, if you if you own an older VHS copy, I'm assuming like there was the original original ones released whenever I, I can't remember when VHS, but let's say very early eighties. Yeah, um, I think it's when popular. Yeah, yeah. So, although maybe that Australia was five years behind as well, which is always possible. Um, all right. well, and just while we're on the subject of VHS. Um, not, I'm not suggesting that I I did this, uh, or that um, I I would do it because I'm sure it's it's illegal and violates terms of services and things like that. But uh, theoretically, uh, you can, if you chose to, record uh, Stranger Things off of the Netflix app onto VHS. 
Really? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. You but go. you also have to you have to remember on your 360 to turn off the PAL 60 mode. Just put it to PAL 50. Otherwise, you get all sorts of weird color and other crap going on. Uh, if you were to do such a thing hypothetically, of course. Yeah. Which, of course, we wouldn't. That's right. It's the bizarrest thing with Strange Things. I absolutely worshipped um, season one and I still have not watched all of season two. I think I've got three episodes in. I just don't know why. It's not that I hated it. I just, mm-hmm. I just never felt the pull to go back to it. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on there because, I mean, I watched um, I watched season one and season two basically back to back because yeah. I got into it, came into it very late and I really didn't notice because, you know, sometimes you notice from one season to another you sort of yeah. – there's a shift or something's different, it changes. And I didn't really pick up on that. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's maybe it was just timing, but um, I will go back. Well, sometimes the, you can't recapture the magic. That's right. Speaking of magic, VHS, old style, eighties, Voltron. Yes. Season seven. I assume it's out. Yeah, it came out uh, since the last episode. Um, What's I, a Voltron? I've been watched the crap out of that episode. I loved it. It was amazing. The uh, series season, sorry. Uh, I teared up several times. Uh, oh, this this show is so freaking great. Sorry, that's all okay. I got. I, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 just unbelievably well done. Just an animated ep- uh, show better than most of the sci-fi TV shows you've got out there. It's it's fantastic. Have you watched Final Space yet? Yeah, I watched that too. And I want a, I want a um, uh, Moon Pie. David, have you watched it yet? No, and thank you for reminding me because I'm looking for something to download. I, I've I've only just downloaded for when I travel next. Um, it's a Black Mirror. Sorry, what's the Mirror one you recommended yonks ago? Yeah, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. So I I've only just downloaded the first two se- uh, seasons of that to watch. So yeah. final, final space, I'll add it to the list. And you know yeah. what a black mirror is, obviously. I'm sure the yeah, told I, you that. And I read the uh, Wikipedia thing on the series before I downloaded it and so on. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. Just don't it's ask me to tell you what jump. it is right now because I have forgotten, but I do remember reading what it was. <laughs> 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 See, I'm honest at least. jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, Voltron season seven. Anyway, it was it was that great. I've looked at purchasing the new Voltron Lego set that's been released as well. Wow, that's an endorsement. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One more season to go. I said I want G Force to come back. I'm totally back in animated series from the moment that's that's back. Oh, G Force, uh, Battle of the Planets. G Force. Yeah, sorry, Battle of the Planets. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. please. Someone remake a Battle of the Planets oh, or like something that. like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. And make it like gritty and dark as well. Yes. That would work really well for gritty and oh, dark. Oh, yeah. how how do we have a gritty and real seven Zark seven? Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, true. <laughs> true. Well, but more, like you, more you go back point, and watch why do I remember it, like, the damn thing's name. Yeah. There was a lot of violence in that series. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It was Seven's like Seven. Was he one of the members of G Force that had the speech impediment, or was that one of the other characters? He was the villain, he, wasn't he? 
No, Seven's Arc Seven was the the. Oh no, the, he was a robot. Ran the the yeah. home bus, but he was he was an insert for the American for the localized one. American version. He was didn't appear yeah. in the Japanese. Right. Yeah, the Japanese version was really violent, wasn't it? From what I remember. Yes, and the the hermaphrodite villain was also um, mm. interesting. <laughs> And see, this is why I, I totally understand your love of Voltron, even though, as I said, I'd never watched it growing up, and so I, it, it's left me a bit cold watching it, but I assume it has the same, you know, effect that a, a Battle of the Planets series mm. would have on me, so I do understand it. Yeah, yeah no, well, it's, it brings up a lot of nostalgia for me, because like I said earlier, I like recording Transformers with the VCR, you know, Voltron was the other thing. Voltron and He-Man and She-Ra and Transformers, they were... They were my go-to cartoons in the 80s. Yes. Yeah, well, the, considering the most of those are at least available streaming now, I wonder why Battle mm-hmm. of the Planets isn't. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, you can uh, definitely that, watch episodes on YouTube, but that's about it. Yeah, that and Robotech, that was the other one from oh, Japan yeah. that I remember was just fantastic, but got too Americanized. Yes. Uh, All right. Yeah, I... We could talk online on that sort of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Need I, another podcast. I think you two mm-hmm. should do a Voltron podcast, or I assume are there already Voltron podcasts out there? I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing there someone, is someone. There is one. Yeah, it only started recently. Um, but it's an episode by episode watch along with the creators and the cast. Right. Oh, uh, kind. Cool. It's it's kind of a um, uh, like a director's commentary track that you can play while you're watching the show okay cool yeah oh, how the hell could you compete with that yeah that's right yeah especially when they're getting the actual cast into talk about the show uh, yeah but i think i think it's nerdist does it or it's it's one of those got those sort of outlets out of the states run it oh one of those tiny outlet tiny outlets yeah yeah one of those ones and i'm just madly trying to remember the cast um, of Battle of the Planets, who the fun, the guy with the speech impediment was. Keop? Yeah, he couldn't speak English, couldn't he? He, he used to do, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, Keop was the one that used to talk quite amusingly. Mm. Wasn't one of them called Jason? Uh, yep, there was. So there was Mark, and He was the bad Jason, boy, wasn't he? So Seven, Zark, Seven and Keop were done by the same person. Voice wise, and then Mark Casey Kasem was Mark. You're kidding oh, me. No, Casey Kasem did a lot of voice work. There you go. That's amazing. And Seven Zark Seven and Keop were done by, and his Alan name's Young. Alan Young, who was the guy in Mr. Red. Oh, really? Okay. Amongst a number of other things. <laughs> yes, he wasn't missed. He wasn't missed. Eddie was, the, he was, uh, he no. was, he was the, the human component of the show. There you go. And Zoltar was the villain. That's it. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to Patch- watch him on YouTube now. Zoltar would do well these days, considering he's a non-gender binary. That's right. It's, it's she, he's a non-gender binary. I, I, I don't know. I can't keep up with that crap anymore. No. Mm. Mm. Well, on that mm. note, mm. Let's wrap it up there. <laughs> All right. Any last-minute recommendations? I think we've just done a good job uh, of recommending. Uh, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> Something I definitely wouldn't recommend. No. 
I, I recommend uh, plenty of water and plenty of rest. Yes. That's... <laughs> God, you're an old man before your time. <laughs> That's why you're I've been right. on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, avoid, avoid those kidney oh, stones, kids. Nice. Drink lots of water. Drink lots of water. That's probably the best advice anyone could give. Absolutely. Um, actually, no, um, just on Netflix, there's one I watched in my drunken haze when I got home last night. Uh, but... Krishner or Krishner, I think his name. I can't remember his exact pronunciation of his surname, uh, but it's called Secret Time. Is he stand-up comedy? Oh my god, I laughed and oh, it was tears laughter watching that last night. Um, just some of the stuff he was talking about with his old man and his wife and his two daughters and stuff. Okay. It was just hilarious. Um, yeah, great. Uh, the only thing is, I will just just to recommend uh, pre-warn people. Uh, he's a comedian that does all his comedy without his shirt on, and he's a balding, bearded guy with a big beer belly and all that sort of stuff. So um, not the most attractive look, but, you know, I think it just adds to his character when he's uh, telling these jokes as well. Um, So, yeah, just just pre-warning you, he will take his shirt off in the first 30 seconds. So does Simon and I. That's why we've never gone to video podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Mate, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing this right now about pants on. Well, yeah, that's what I normally do as well. <laughs> Which means we're perfect for TV. <laughs> that's yep. right. Sit behind a news desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the crap that goes on underneath those things you don't want to know about. That's right. Especially in the seventies. Oh, oh, channel seventies. Well, actually, you don't even have to go back or far. Just go back to Agro's Cartoon Connection. Yeah, well, that's right. Oh, those outtakes, I'm sure most people are aware of it. Yeah, those outtakes on YouTube are well worth the watch. All right, Mm. we're wrapping it there. Yeah, we should. All right. Um, Aside from asking for, you know, people to let us know what their earliest copy of Star Wars VCR, we're we're after any other feedback you'd like to provide or general abuse, um, please do email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or via our Facebook page, The Oceanic Gamer. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, I've been on Twitter a lot the last few days, but only because of all the local politics bullshit. And I realise I don't miss Twitter that much. Um, but my handle is at The Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets brilliantly under RPG Beats RL and Ben tweets equally brilliantly under The Spawny 13. And you're still live streaming, you wouldn't have time. Yeah. No, you are. Uh, no, I don't have time, but I, I do jump on there every now and then. Yeah. Twitch.tv yeah. forward slash Benny 8-bit. You'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, Google Podcasts and Pocket Cast. Thanks very much for listening. And thanks, as always, to my very esteemed co-hosts, Simon and Ben. Mumble acknowledgement and awkward pauses. pauses. I still think that should be another podcast. Mm-hmm. Have a great week, and remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You just stop playing because you haven't got any fucking time. Good night. Good night. Adivita Zane. to speak does not make one intelligent.